Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Welcome to the Bass and Brews podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alex from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. Y'all, if you listen, if you're watching, it's just me tonight. We're going to have a Bass and Brews episode, hour and a half to three and a half hours, and me just rambling. I'm just kidding. We actually got a guest co-host on tonight. We got a a late guest. We'll kind of get into that real shortly when they come on. Alex is home, y'all. He's back, and if you follow us on the Tiki Tat at Bass and Brews podcast, you'll see he has started posting again. Thank goodness. I know those the the Bab fans, as uh, our historian Tori likes to call them, is happy that he's back and putting out content on there because I fucking sucked at it. He will be back next week. We might have a surprise episode before then. I don't know, but he will be back. It is going to be awesome. Thank goodness. But look, we're going to get our guest in here. We got our guest. Our co-host tonight, guest co-host, is Caroline Thump, Mr. Addison. And we we got our guest tonight, Mr. Buzz and Bait, <laughs> Justin. What's going on, fellas? What's happening? What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Howdy, I appreciate it. Oh, before I forget, this is your weekly distraction from quality podcast content. And we're here <laughs> to aim and please with, uh, you know, low-quality bullshit. So we had to get Justin on last minute. Our guest that was here is out in the south where some pretty gnarly storms are going through and he lost power and internet and and so we had to reschedule so we we reached out to a couple people and justin got back to me first so we got him here he's big on the ticky tack that's where i first found him and you know this podcast is built around people making great content on the social medias uh, typically in the fishing industry so justin man What's going on with you? Man, I tell you what, I am as busy as can be with all this. Like uh, uh, like you said, you might see me post a TikTok at 1 or 2 in the morning because I'm up all the time working on this outside my regular job. So I'm covered up tying jigs, making content, just, you know, going just as quick as I can. Got to get, in, get in, put them kids to sleep. Sit with the wife for a second, then all right, I gotta go. I'm in the girl. Going to work. Yeah. That's right. Addison, what's up with you, Halson? For you look, Addison's about to become almost a neighbor of mine. He's gonna be like 30 minutes from me. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm going back to my home area uh of the Sand Hills, North Carolina, home of the pines and well, lots of sand. I think it's self explanatory. 
But uh, yep. just home of the really home of the gnats too. Y'all ain't never been around no damn gnat until you've been around the sand hills of the Carolinas, yep. or Florida, or some Mississippi, Alabama too. Look, you want to talk about gnats that dive bomb <laughs> your ears, your mouth, your nose, your eyes? Look, we got them in the sand hills now. Every and, and the no seams. Not only gnats, but you got no seams, and then you also got the sand spurs. So. Uh, that's right. I think we're up there with Australia as far as like <laughs> dangerous places to be. Uh, but uh, we do it. Well, we behind high. behind Florida, you know, in, in America, in the continental United States, the further south you go, the more shit that you wants to bite, sting, <laughs> eat, and fuck you go. Oh yes, <laughs> I think we're slowly turning into a rainforest down here. You know, that's just how it is. Part for course. <laughs> So, Justin, man, tell us, tell us, tell us the the story of what has brought you here right now on Bass and Brews podcast. What what's that journey look like? Well, I got a text from you a little bit ago and said, "Hey, I need you here." <laughs> I'm joking, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> look, y'all know, y'all know. Let me tell you something. Y'all know the degenerates when they come on a podcast and say this this dude takes me out to blue. 10 minutes ago, and I said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, anyway, well, but I did lead story. in, hey, I yeah. did lead in with us a shitty podcast, so it was easy to come on, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, there you go, <laughs> but anyway, long story short, go back, uh, late last October, September of, uh, of 21, and me and a couple buddies going bass fishing all the time, um, making jigs and some buzz baits for myself because I'm dangerous as they come. You know, I'm losing jigs every time, buzz baits on the top of bushes, on the bank, because, you know, I ain't no pro. And he started buying some from me. Another couple of buddies started buying some from me. And then, you know, I started putting them on Instagram, started making a TikTok kind of here and there. And, you know, some people started drawing interest. And <clears throat> I was like, you know what? Let's try to sell some, you know. Maybe one or two here and there, just have a little fun with it. So I hit the ground running in January, and I'm a big YouTube fanatic, so I'm watching all the people. It's like, you know, if you're going to market yourself, TikTok is the place to be. You got to go to TikTok, and you got to go, you know, just balls to the wall TikTok. So, that, I mean, that's what I did. I started, you know, I, I try to make a point to put four, four to six videos out a day. Sometimes it's a little less, but four to six is my goal for a day, and uh just took off running uh like you said you found me on tiktok my following has drastically grown over the last few months and so is the business i mean this wall right here wouldn't exist without the tiktok following so it's definitely been a wild ride met a lot of cool people i've been following uh old carolina thump for a while now i've been following you and alex for a while on there just seeing you guys and the whole that, that's what i like about it it really is a community on fish talk. You start seeing the same people interacting with the same people. You know, I seen cult stuff from jaw tech like eight months ago, followed him. And then here we are eight months later, I'm a retailer for him. And we talk like, you know, two or three times a week. So it, it's pretty cool. You know, and now I'm here, I'm on, I'm on your guys' podcast now. So if it wasn't for TikTok, none of this, nobody would know who Justin Breedlove, Buzz and Bait, anything is. Absolutely. So that's that's the end of the podcast because he's just <laughs> in his intro. Uh, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, but I got I got two things. One, 
you must be a poor ass angler to be losing buzz bait so much that you got to start making your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dangerous. Like, I'm, I'm dangerous. Topwater lures <laughs> are hard to lose anyway, but then you got a buzz bait and you lose <laughs> Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. I don't. I don't actually have a boat. I'm lying. I do have a boat. I just acquired like a 14 foot John boat, so I'm working on building that right now. But I was always going with my buddies, who's got uh, a couple bass boats, and I'm the guy in the back. So Bull Shoals. I don't know if y'all ever been here in Northwest Arkansas. When the lake floods, all the bushes, you know, they hang out of the water. If this is the water, then bushes are, you know, just right out of the top of it. And I like to pull it right through the top of it, like you know, that's where I get a lot of my bites going through the top of those bushes, and. uh if I get hung in one of them and he's on the trolling motor, he said, screw it. You got to break it. We ain't turning around for it. <laughs> so it's not my fault. I'm blaming my friends for it. <laughs> Can I say one thing? If you fish yeah. him with braid, it's going to take one time and that bitch comes loose. And, <laughs> and he, he might wait yeah. for you after that. <laughs> I, I thought you might've been like Alex who, you know, every time he throws a jig on and he casts it, He's like, well, that one's gone because he cast it over. <laughs> he put out a, I think he's putting out a YouTube video, or he already put it out where he had like three jigs tied on. I was like, yep, can't wait to do that video where all three are gone and three casts. We got to have a coming to Jesus moment with him and, and show him some of the fishing full knots or something. I don't know. That some bitch is over there probably tying. Look, this man is a sailor. Like these these folks yes. are 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 Mister tying knots, right? I think he's tying overhand knots. I ain't never seen somebody swing <laughs> so many lures off. Not, I mean, just not back lashing or nothing. Just yeah. Don't. Now just I don't. have so many questions for later. Next time I talk to him, we're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah. That's, that's that's affecting me right now. I, I know. He, I, we got to work on his knot game for sure. Justin, you did answer one of these questions. One of the questions I was going to ask you was did did the lure making get your tic-tac famous or did tic-tac get your lure making rolling the tic-tac got the lure making rolling tic-tac is an incredible app for anybody any business no matter what you have if you're selling flowers if you're tying jigs, if you're running a uh, uh, dating service, if you're doing any anything you want to market, TikTok, <laughs> go to TikTok. You, you, because if you build a following, people will come. And that's what I did. I started doing it. I was making, you know, I was making dating money. service. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you can get idea. a date on there. <laughs> you gave me a good idea. Yo, I'm, yo. I'm going to market absentee husbands. If you just have a husband <laughs> that you never see, y'all missed y'all miss the joke. And you're good to go. Y'all miss a joke. If you build on uh -oh. TikTok, they will come, especially on the dating services. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, TikTok is, I mean, a, a wild thing, you know, because if that, that's why I wanted to do like four to six videos because you're increasing your odds to get that one to pop off way bigger than you've had before. So, like, whenever I first started, like in January, and I was getting, you know, like 100 to 500. Yeah. Time out, time out. You have 36 thousand followers on tiktok mm -hmm. you started in january mm -hmm. somewhere around there yeah i remember i had been on there a little bit when he first came on like i, okay. I remember so, when you like it first started posting 
I've got a follow-up question. I'm going to interrupt the shit out of you during this podcast. That's just what I do. That's who <laughs> Go I am. For it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Finish your story, and i got a, uh-huh. I got another question that, that these folks <clears> – <throat> Let mm-hmm. me lead in with this real quick. In the fishing industry, people want to grow their following for whatever mm-hmm. whatever reason. So we try to get try to squeeze out the most overused term in fishing, the juice, mm-hmm. for folks that are trying to grow those social media followings. So go ahead with your story, and then I'll get them. Uh, I'm out again. Do you have? Oh any- my god! This that's my job. <laughs> You're Alex Addison. But if you know how to break Instagram in, because I am shit on that one. Okay, that Twitter. that that was exactly what I was going to bring. That okay, I got you. I was about to say that. But go um, anyway. Yeah, with, with the story, it is you know. Like I was saying in January, you know, you're getting like three to five hundred views a video, and then Wayne, you got one for a thousand. It's like, okay, that was cool. And then you start kind of averaging eight to nine hundred for all the ones you're posting. You might get a bad one every now and then, then boom, there's one for like ten thousand. And then you get a few more followers from that one. Then you it's it it's it's really like just the more you do it, it it will happen. It's like you just gotta dedicate the time, understand it's not gonna happen overnight because there's a lot of people, it's like, oh, you just got like 20,000 followers overnight. I've never had that happen. It's just consistently. You got to you got to follow it and put the time into it. But the people who want to grow the following on social media for the fishing community, it's very simple. Short form media content, meaning phone upright and 10 to 30 second, sometimes minute to 2 minute videos. TikTok has completely completely changed the game when it's come to any type of content instagram um reels instagram reels are huge pictures are dead for growing an audience if you have a following pictures are fine i'll still post some every now and then but i'm a reels guy facebook they just implemented reels youtube shorts i've started doing youtube shorts now and i'm starting to gain followers on there just by repurposing content over there and that's that's the thing of it if you can make content you can repurpose it on YouTube shorts, on Instagram reels. Now you can't just take a TikTok and then put it on Instagram or put it on to YouTube. You got it. You got to edit it in a little bit different of a way Mm -hmm. that each platform locks. Cause if you got the little TikTok badge floating around on Instagram, they won't push it. Facebook reels hates that, that they'll kill that shit dead in his tracks. But what Mm -hmm. I like to do is uh, record on my phone and then I'll edit it on CapCut. Something like that. And then I can break it up and upload. I, I used to do all my videos from TikTok mm-hmm. and export it. Not the way to go. They will kill your shit dead so in the tracks with that watermark. Absolutely. So is, that, is that why you, people use CapCut? Because they can edit one video and then post it to all those platforms without easy. any watermarks? Okay. It's, it's because I, okay, that makes sense. I'm glad y'all said that shit because I record a video on my phone. And then go edit it and into. I don't give a shit about Instagram anymore, so I just put on TikTok and it posts to Instagram, and then I go into the Facebook Reels and I have to edit it there. So maybe I need to start using <clears throat> CapCut. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is so user friendly. All right, the other thing you hear when people are, t- are making their social media content, you mm-hmm. hear some people preach it's not about quantity, it's about quality. And then you hear others say, well, it's about quality with a little bit of, or it's about quantity with a little bit of quality. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems like you have taken the quantity approach, four to six videos a day. That's a lot. 
do you think that that's been a catalyst to grow in yours or is it the content or is it how you use hashtags? Like, is it the quality or is it the quantity you're putting into the quality? It's a mixture of everything you said. Now that I've gotten more advanced in it, I say advanced. The longer I've done it, I'm kind of more intricate about what I do. I study the algorithms and how they change monthly, hashtag use and everything like that. But say you're brand new, you've got no followers, and you just want to go start making, you know, TikTok fishing content. I'm a firm believer by putting out as much quantity as you can. Because if you're doing quantity videos, you're going to see the interest in 10 to 20% of the videos you're putting out. So that's going to give you an idea to get the ball rolling. It's like, okay, they like that video. Let's stop doing these other ones that's getting 100 views. Let's do these ones that's getting 1,000. Then you start snowballing off the ones that got traction. And then you, it's the more you do, you realize people like certain things. And the, the more you grow your follow, yeah, absolutely. You, you niche what you're, what you're kind of good at. And I'm kind of good hey. at being an idiot. So I'm an idiot all the time. Hey, Justin, this is Bass and Bruce. It ain't niche. It's fucking niche. <laughs> no, it's there niche. Be, there should be a team before that team. I, I thought niche was the nihilist guy. Is that, ain't that the philosopher? That's Nietzsche. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, this is Bass and Bruce. Welcome. <laughs> the, uh, what the hell? Um, all right. So you mm-hmm. said something else. I can't. I can't recall what I had another question because Addison is terrible and interrupted me and made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> All right. So you you just started putting out a lot of content and as you did that. You started to see the videos. You started to see mm-hmm. the viewers. You're able to start ditching down into really, really what made people want to come and watch and subscribe and and do that. Right. And and I, I hear a lot of people say, don't copy other people's content. And I'm completely for that. Like if somebody like if I see uh, Addison go put out a video, I'm not going to go make the exact same video. But I see that if he's showing off his kayak or doing something like that, it's like, oh, that got a lot of views. Let me go show off my boat and be like, yo, Carolina Thump, did you see this? Kind of tag him and work together with it. Don't be a content stealer. You know, kind of work, see, follow trends and see how things work and then kind of replicate it and make it your own. Just don't, you know, don't go copy somebody like that because I, I, that drives me nuts whenever I see somebody just flat out, you know, steal someone's idea. But you got to kind of make it your own because your audience is following you for you. You know, I think a lot of the reason I'm growing is not because buzzing bait and the jigs and stuff I make. It's because of me because I'm a. I try to be as real as I can, transparent. I don't want to lie. I don't want to bullshit anybody. I'm an idiot, and that's just how I'm going to be on there. So I feel like if you're yourself and you take your own twist onto trends and do it that way, you're going to build a more trusting audience who will like and engage, which will help push your content in the long run, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when you make your videos with your little microphone hanging from the bill of your hat, is that bitch connected to anything, or are you just being an idiot? No, it's it's actually a uh, okay. it's behind me. It, yeah, it's plugged into my phone. Yeah. I, I, the first video I ever saw, I was like, "This somebody's got a microphone. He's got it. This shit's supposed to be plugged up under his neck. He got to hang yeah. from his hat." Prime <laughs> microphone placement. It's strategic. Yeah, and that's one of those things. It's happens. Like one video, I wore it there, and someone's like, "Oh, dude, that's hilarious. You got to do that in more videos." So it's like, okay, right there, someone yeah, liked yeah. it, so I'm doing it. Yeah, and you've seen it, so people, it's like, oh, there's an yeah. idiot with a microphone th- hanging from his hat. 
I tell you, that's can I great. Another thing that's great for getting views and drumming up views and, and just steering traffic all together. All you got to do is talk shit about Guggen. And then next thing you know, there's a war in your comment section and it's it's out of control and you can't put that fire out. That's all you yeah. do. I'm not, con- that- I'm not saying you should do that, people, but if you're hard up for views, just, just go trash Guggen. It's it's very bad. And I've I've been I've been scrutinized a few months ago because I made a joke about a soft plastic. And then I had I made a couple videos right after it's like I'm entitled to my own opinion about if I want to use so and so's brand of soft plastic. If you want to use them, by all means use them. And I, I talked about how I respect the Guggen squad and everything like that, how they're getting the next generation in the fish in. And it's like it's nothing wrong with them. It was a video for views. I'm fine with them. There's no beef. There's nothing. (laughs) I just feel like. Go ahead. We're not going to get into no Googling and social media shit, but fishing social media wouldn't be where it is right now today if it wasn't for the damn Googling squad doing Mm -hmm. what they did back in like 2013, 14, 15. Whenever the hell it was, they, they they made the fishing social media something that people came to watch. Yep. We have, we have jumped on the back of those fellas and, and made it our own. That leads me into this next question about fishing social media. Fishing is a niche within a niche within a niche. It is mm-hmm. it is a, as big as we say it is in tournament fishing and just fishing in general. It's still a very small amount of people that give a shit, the tiniest iota of shits about fishing. <laughs> but when you, you go back and you look at, if you go back and look at YouTube and, and all this stuff, cooking, let's take cooking, for example. You go look at cooking TikTok videos, millions of views and likes on these things, people with millions of followers. And then you take your biggest fishing people and they're in the hundreds of thousands and tens of thousands. So it's a really small niche within a niche. How do you start to distinguish? How have you taken your channel, the 36,000 followers? And I know we've, we've touched on this, mm-hmm. but you're talking about a really small niche, and you've exploded. You've had a rocket to the moon on mm-hmm. your channel. Like, sure, it's the algorithms, it's the hashtags, it's the niching down and creating content. Mm-hmm. But you still have to have something in there that has set you aside from the other people over the last 10 months. Right. And I, I kind of said this earlier. I'm a really big believer in showing your personality. Mm. Because if you have a following, people, my account is named Buzz and Bait Co., right? It's Buzz and Bait. But people are really following it for Justin Breedlove. They're following it to see me say something, give my opinion about something. You know, my 36,000 followers, they're like, oh, what does Justin have to say about this? What is he doing today? What bait is he making now? Um, on my lives, people are coming in asking me kind of personal questions. Do you hunt? Do you, what do you do with your jigs here? How do you fish this? So it's all about getting on a, like a personal kind of level with your audience. It's hard to do with 36,000, but whenever you, you know, when you have the opportunities to show your true colors and kind of be real with everyone on the internet, it forms kind of like a trust, a belief in everybody that one, they're willing to buy whatever you're selling, which, you know, they're people are willing to trust me with their money for me to ship this out and everything. But then they also believe that 
I'm, I'm who I am. You know, I'm not just putting a fake a front up on social media just to try to make a little bit of money, you know? So being, being true and being real with everybody, I think is a major thing that need that needs to happen. And I like Carolina Thump. I love watching your videos, like the like driving through the van, you know, in the van, your driving videos that you're talking, just you know, rattling stuff off, just telling it how you feel. That kind of stuff. I love that, you know, just because you're you're seeing how somebody really is. And it I I, I can't stress that enough. Like don't don't be fake on social media. Yeah. Be you and that's what you gotta do. I got a question for you. <clears throat> and also don't sell yourself short. Like your your logo, your company name, all that shit. It there's a combination of how you grew to thirty six thousand, and it it does have to do with your company too. Those are fuck mm-hmm. thick ass fucking hats, man. Uh, Jared Swindle was wearing your hat mm-hmm. in a fucking interview. Like boom. But yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask uh, as it grows, as you get more numbers, you have more followers than me significantly, and I've just kind of taken a real slow approach. I'm just rolling with it, mm-hmm. but. As you gain more followers, do you find it harder to answer questions and kind of be a little, little more intimate with people? And you know, it 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 seems like it's more consuming and it's harder to. It is. Yeah, no, I, I get exactly what you're saying. You know, there's more people wanting to see that side of Justin and Buzz and Bait. Um, and I would say, yeah. And like the ones I, I try to make a priority for the ones who are commenting on multiple videos. If they're liking a lot of stuff, I try to go live two to three times a week as well. If people are getting in the lives, I try to talk to everybody in it. So if yeah, I kind of do it as like a give and take approach. If you know, if you like one video and just ask one question, if I have time, I'll go back and I'll comment to it or I'll make a video to it. But if you're there in you know, multiple videos a week, like in saying something silly, just, you know, leaving, leaving a comment, engaging with it to try to help push it for me. I'll return the favor and I'll make a video of your comment. I'll reply back to you something funny. I'll make sure and say something about you in a live, you know, it's a, it's a real give and take approach now that it's getting to a point to where there's 36,000 people watching me. Yeah, it, seems, it gets to be a juggling act. Something that both of y'all do that, I don't, I don't, I haven't got a lot of comments on my stuff, but one thing that y'all did that I really like and that I, I never just scroll through when I'm scrolling is when y'all put the, uh, a comment up there and, and you post a video specific to that comment, good or bad. And Addison's had a bunch here recently because he's an <laughs> asshole, but <laughs> that is, that is something good. Do y'all, do y'all see those videos where you post a comment and you create a video answering that question? Do you see those videos do better than the average or like how, how does that, what does that look like when y'all post those videos? I'll let just Justin go first on that. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, in terms of views and viewer engagement for that video, it might not be the most viral one for the day. But what it does, it gives people a sense of wanting to comment and wanting to follow to see if their comment will be the next one that I do. So it's the same thing. It's like you're kind of building like that that interest factor. It's like, oh, if I leave a comment here, he might say something retarded, you know, to whatever I'm saying. You know, it's just like one of those things. It's like uh, and uh, I don't want to say like a like a, a bait thing, but it's like if I'm doing those comments, people might want to be more involved with my stuff. 
right, go into that a little more before I answer that, uh, how you deal with um, troll comments, because let's be honest here, this is for people that are listening, that are trying to grow their TikTok, but the more successful your videos go, it's a, it takes you down another avenue where people jump on a popular video just to talk shit. So what yeah. is your protocol? You got to have a protocol for that. Um, I am a very weird guy. Um, we're going to figure this out over the next hour, hour and a half, two hours, however long we're talking. You're going to figure okay. out I'm a really weird guy. <laughs> and uh, well, You haven't met me, but go ahead. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right. This is but a I'm a, I've got a buddy who uh, we were both in sales at uh, my job together, and he told me that he's, you just got to shake it off like water off a duck's back. So I've got thick skin. I've grown to have thick skin. If you want to say something bad about me, say anything you want to about me. I'm not going to get mad because, one, it's a comment through a phone. I'm not going <laughs> to let that bother me. You know, if, if, if you drive to my house and want to say it to me, cool, you know. But a comment through a phone is not going to ruffle my feathers. I, it's maybe I'm the weird one for saying that, but I no, you're not. I, just, I don't you're let not. it bother me. Absolutely, you can't not. let that shit bother you, man. It's, it's fucking social media. People are keyboard warriors. They're gonna say shit, and they would never say it to you in, in your face. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy, I enjoy a negative comment just as good as anybody. I mean. I, when we yes. had Alex Rudd on before, you know, we talked about is is are those negative comments might be worth more I love than, than the positive. I mean, yeah. they, those are the ones that generate are typically going to generate a lot more interaction because you're going to mm-hmm. end up having your fans come and comment on it. Then you comment and you comment. And before you know it, that one negative comment has like 60 sub comments on it. And, I mean, there, it's, it's good, but it's also nice that we can share those differing opinions about mm-hmm. Addison is, is bald headed and his lighting fucking sucks every time he moves. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you Nobody's know, I mean, me on YouTube though. It's okay. I'd yeah. like to say that like with a lot of this, um, I've always prefaced my channel with, this is the way I like to do things. And these are my opinions and you may do it differently. And that's fucking golden, dude. Do mm-hmm. you. If it's working for you, uh, fucking, I don't know, throw a Cinco on a Whopper plopper and let's roll with it, daddy. Uh, no judgment. But uh, I do enjoy replying to other people. A lot of people have questions. They're just genuinely intrigued. And I like to be informative but entertaining. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, somebody will leave something stupid. And like Paul said, I'm an asshole. But you can't really let those things bother you. And you do get more views because, honestly, it's TikTok, it's social media. People love negative shit. They love to get mm-hmm. in. They love to waller in it like a pig in shit. And I try to refrain from doing that. But every now and then, you catch me on that side. And I'm like, all right, let's make you famous, dude. Mm-hmm. But you can't, absolutely cannot let it bother you. I've made it a point to stay away from negative shit because that's inflated views. That's people that's not my audience. They don't represent my audience. And I'm saying something negative and it right. ripples in views, but that's not my audience I'm going for. I'm here to do fishing, talk fishing with you, and be fucking 100% straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I wanted to sh- shit kick the can, I'd start another account and I'd do something different because this is fishing. Right. This shit is sacred to me. Like that, hands down. And that's right. all I say about it. You, and you can't take things personally for anybody listening to this, trying to grow anything on social media. I've had friends that have fucking stopped. They they just 
quit posting and got off of there because it's mm-hmm. fucking bad for your mental health. Don't internalize that shit. Just keep it rolling and, and fuck the shitheads. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and we see that a lot. I think one of the, the best people on social media right now that does that is Steel Cracker. So Steel Cracker always talks about, you know, you you season it how you want. And you cook it how you want. This and that. He's showing his thing. Because he does get a lot of negative views because how he cooks is is Cajun. Or, I need the shit out of that. Who's talking about that? English is country is country, and, and how right. country people do shit. But he does a good job at that. Now we we're harping on the social media stuff, right? And I come from it from this aspect of our listeners and viewers. Fishing right now, you you're able to get bait and lure deals, sponsorships, whatever it might be. And the catalyst for that right now is your social media following. And we see it with a lot of professional anglers getting into the social media world. Mm -hmm. We see it with a lot of semi-pros and folks that are local that are getting uh, discount codes. They're They're getting lures and baits and gear. They're getting money. And this is why we're talking about this tonight is because people want to know how to grow that social media influence because that's how they're going to be able to get shit for cheap, free, or money. And so you come up as, let's say, you know, I'm a kayak angler, Addison's kayak angler, but you let's just take the kayak. It's the fastest growing niche within the Mm -hmm. fishing right now is kayak angling. And you got a lot of these kayak anglers that fish in the local trails, national trails, and... You know, how do some of these people that win a lot don't have sponsorships, don't get stuff? It's because nobody knows who the fuck you are if you're winning these tournaments when you're just winning it. But if you start putting out content that it related to fishing, you grab that following and you roll up to Justin. And Justin, I'm getting to a point here. And you roll <laughs> up to Justin, you're like, hey, man, I'm Paul Roberts. I fish down here in North Carolina on my local kayak trails. I was wondering, you know, would you want to sponsor me? Or what could I do to get some free lures? And you're like, okay, well, you know, what's your social media look like? What's your outreach mm-hmm. look like? And they're like, well, you know, Instagram, they got 90 people and they don't have a TikTok and they don't have a YouTube. And you're like, well, it's just, you're not reaching the people that I know you can reach. Exactly. So with all this, as somebody who's making lures, and I'm sure at this point in time, you get a lot of people reaching out to you wanting shit for free. <laughs> how yeah. can a shitload? Yeah. <laughs> how can folks listening? What is what is is that? What you're looking for? Just social media presence? Is that the number one factor for you? How and, and and this is for you, but it's also because you have the business and you're on social media. Mm-hmm. But what is that? Where people need to take fishing? Fishing isn't just being on the boat catching fishing fish anymore if yeah. you want to get free shit. Correct. In this day and age, unless you are a pro on the Bassmaster Elite Tour, you're in the Opens, you're in the MLF, anything like that, you but they you still, have to. Correct. But they still have to do it now. Correct. Yeah. And that's, and and that's the, you may, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, here's, here's the reason. All right, fishing, there's a, a pie, a cherry pie fishing. Mm-hmm. Prior to Let's say 2018, that pie was eaten up by professional anglers. 
The whole pie, mm -hmm. minus maybe a sliver, was professional anglers. Social media comes around, and now you start that pie is now starting to get split up with a lot more social media getting part of that pie. The 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 professionals getting less of that pie, and then now you got this kayak shit going on, and now mm -hmm. they're taking a piece of the pie. So that fishing pie is no longer just there for the touring professionals. That pie is now for people fishing off the bank that have never been a boat their day a day in their damn life. So that pie right. that pie is the same size, but the slices are starting to get divvied up a lot more. Correct. And to try to wrap all this together in some weird way, social media, that aspect of it, of where you have to have that social media presence, like you said, to get sponsorships, free stuff, discounts on anything, has opened up the realm of possibility for the normal person like me. You know, I'm a dad, two kids, full-time job. There's no, I, you know, I can't afford a 2022 basket to go get on a pro tour and spend oh. months a year fishing. But what I can do, I can fish, you know, a couple weekends a month in my free time. I can make a couple videos about it, um, going to the creek, showing my stuff off. And then you have this this realm of, like like you said, that, that pie that used to be professional attention only. Now it's little old me on TikTok. I'm getting a little bit of attention because I like to fish a little bit. And I really think in the grand scheme of things, it is – it has increased the amount of people who actually want to fish now because before it's like, Oh yeah, the, the pros make it look easy. And then you go to the lake and you don't catch nothing, you know? So now you're seeing me getting skunked on the lake. You're seeing Addison going out and catching a five pounder. You know, you're seeing all this stuff happen. It's like, Oh, I can fish too. And then you see there's, if you do a social media following, there's chances you can get free, something free. There's chances you can get a discount to someone's tackle shop. There's a chance you might want to give away from some big creator giving a rod away. So it really increases the whole of getting everybody involved more than just watching the pros. And you have to have that social media to wrap it back around to how you said people reaching out to me for free stuff. For the people wanting that stuff, like I said, if unless you're a pro, you know, elite series and opens, MLF, MPFL, something like that, you have to have an audience that makes it worth my time to send you, you know, my overhead to you for free and hope to get a return on that. You know, I got to get an ROI on that to make it worth my time. And if you've got 500 followers on Instagram, you know, 200 on TikTok, you haven't posted since August, you know, that's not worth my time. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I made a video about this as well. I don't get upset when people are reaching out to me asking to be sponsored especially when they're a high school angler on a high school team, a college angler on a college team, a pro or someone who's trying to get onto like a, uh, like BFLs, FLWs, you know, try to work their way up because you have to shoot your shot when people don't know you and you got to work your way up. So I'm more than fine with people like that doing it. Whenever it's just some guy who's like, Hey, I'm a YouTube up and comer sensation and I'm going to be able to blow your business up for you. And you have one video and you've got 12 followers between three social media platforms. That's where it's starting to be like, okay, you're literally just out here digging for free shit. And that does <laughs> irk me a little bit. 
<laughs> I'm going to get you thousands of sales. Just exactly. Send, 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 me, send me some lures. I guarantee you thousands of sales. <laughs> and they, yeah, again, like I said, they hadn't posted since August. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the whole thing about it is, is that reach to the people that you talk to. Because what what all this is do, has done is it's taken average folk, right? And it's given average folk a voice in a community that they can talk to. And when they have found their niche and they have that, that niche that believes in them and listens to them, and they say, hey, man, I just caught the six-pounder on Buzz and Bates. And you see some sales increase over the next couple of weeks. Yep. You know, that's, yeah. That, that's my favorite. That And I've, I've said that before. A lot of people ask me what my favorite part about it is how you said somebody will make a video or show me or reach out. I'll be like, hey, I caught my PB on one of your jigs. You know, I, it's like I've never caught something on a buzz bait until I used one of yours. Y'all tech stuff is awesome. It's like, that's my favorite part of it. No matter how, you know, how much money I'm making from that, anything like that. When someone reaches out to me and said they broke their PB, they caught something on a new lure they've never used. They're they're catching on a soft plastic, doing something new. And it's like I'm creating this experience for people that they're trusting me with my products with to gain this new perspective of what fishing is, having fun with the stuff that I make. That is hands down my favorite part of it all. Mm. I think that uh, for a lot of people, again, everybody has a voice with social media now. Um, But if you're getting into fishing, and I've seen people that have gotten into fishing just because they think they can grow an easy following, and then you're just sitting there looking to get free shit. You're Mm -hmm. going about it the wrong way, and people are going to sniff that out also. Your heart has to be in it for the right reasons, and it has to shine through that you care. Just like you don't do videos every time I see you on TikTok, you're not trying to sell your jigs. People will get bored of that and think, this fucking guy is trying to sell me stuff. They don't Correct. That. It's a mix. I, mm-hmm. I work with three different companies, and two of them reached out to me. I don't like to... I'm a firm believer that if you like something, you should fish it. Okay. Yeah. Regardless of if you have a, a sponsorship or a promotional staff title or whatever, you should fucking fish it. And then one day, if you're doing right, if you have an audience and people see that and you're growing, you'll probably get a sponsorship from them. You'll probably get a damn good deal if you're making moves in the right direction with the right intentions. Correct. Correct. And that, that's a huge thing that. People ask me, it's like, how do you go about getting a sponsorship or anything like that? It's like how you, how you literally just said. You're not sitting there just asking for free stuff. It's like buy somebody's jig, buy somebody's soft plastic, buy somebody's apparel, wear it, make content, talk about it, promote it for yourself. Be like, hey, this is a badass brand. These are badass jigs. You know, look, look what the hell I just caught on this. And then, like you said, I might see that you're got – a half a million views on between 10 videos. And it's like, Oh, okay. You could tag me in this and I could send you five more jigs. I could send you some jaw tech. I could send you a hat and, you know, create that bond, that trust between both of us to where it's a good investment for both of us. So, I mean, you hit that right on the head. And it's gotta be worth it for both parties, man. I mean, so here's the thing you're doing it cause you love it. And I think that's what gives us an advantage with social media because not all of us can be fucking pro English. It's just not going to happen. Right. But you still get satiate that appetite. You get to do something that you love to do and it speaks volumes. But Paul, 
I want to bounce back to Joe LaBarbera, man. I So the pie thing, I think there's parts of the pie getting eaten up, but he was speaking about how there's a way around that. And I think people can still make money. And I think that with social media taking a little bit of that pie, it's up to the companies in the fishing industry to step up and, and help their pros out. Like it's got to come down to sponsorships. And I think with bass going more televised and doing the things they've done, I hope to see it soon. I'd like, I'd like for bass fishing as a professional to be a little bit more profitable than having to come in first place. Look, I'll tell you this, fishing fishing as a spectator sport, one, is difficult to do. You're not going to have people sitting in stands. You're not going to have you know, very few people out there on boats. As a spectator sport, bass fishing is fucking boring. It's boring as hell on TV. I mean, it's just it's just boring, man. So this pipe dream of this pipe dream of fishing becoming NASCAR or golf is that it's a pipe dream. If you listen to Ken Dukes talk, Ken Dukes will has the facts. I, I, I'm not going to repeat them because I fuck them up. But fishing really hasn't grown since the mid nineties. It's the last time it has grown as as bringing new people in and and then all this stuff. You have to go just go search Bass Talk Live. Ken Duke, go listen to some of the stuff that he talks about because he yeah. knows he's a, uh, yeah, he's a student of it. But yes, I mean, it is, we love it. We enjoy it. I take it back to what I said before. Go go look up cooking videos on TikTok. Go look up fishing videos on TikTok and start comparing the amount of people looking at, at each of those. Yeah, you got to downscale your numbers with fishing for sure. Yeah, but. It, it, fishing is just such a small niche within a niche. Are, are you ready I mean, for this, though? This is going to be the million dollar idea, and it's going to happen right here on Bass and Bruce. You're wrong. You're so wrong. we're going to I'm get already, I, I'm, I, <laughs> I am telling you, you're wrong, and whatever you say is fucking not right. Imagine if you would an MLF event, and you've got all the boaters in a list on the side of your screen, like you do with NASCAR leadership, except for you can click on that person's name. Maybe they're talking about oh, G Man's fucking killing it on a flipping jig over here, and click on his name, you can automatically jump to his camera view and his boat and see what he's doing. Then KVD just ran up 10 pounds on the board and he's past G-Man. You can pop over there and see what he's doing. And you can yeah, talk between all the fishermen. The, the, only people, the only people that are going to do that are people that are interested in watching fishing. That's me. That's me. That's There's me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> people that, look, I love fishing. I love tournament fishing. I, I don't have time. And I honestly don't have the want to sit there and watch these lives all the time. Now, do I tune in? Yes, I tune in. But I'm not sitting there watching that shit all day. But on Sunday at 1 o'clock when fucking the NFL kicks off, my ass is sitting here in my garage looking at my 70-inch screen uh, semi-flat tube TV. And that's what it is. It's (laughs) my flat tube. It's a tube slash flat screen in my recliner (laughs) drinking White Claw Surges looking at TikTok and watching the NFL football until 7.30 o'clock that night. I think I understand what you're saying. Some more fishermen need to be arrested for doing dumb shit. <laughs> and and blow up. That's a whole different conversation. I have been a proponent <laughs> of bass fi- professional bass fishing, embracing some of the fucking personalities that they have on tour instead of instead of subduing them. 
That goes That's back a whole to different podcast. Whole different podcast. I whole different podcast. That, but you know. so Justin, mm-hmm. Justin, I'm a business owner. Okay. So you know what you the product you produce, the service that you provide, you do it, and and I don't give a shit about the love of it. You you can you can only do it for so long if it's your love if you're not making money, right? Yeah. But you you are are making a lure, and and not not trying to get into business side of it. So I'm gonna try uh-huh. to ask this question right. Uh huh. Is there a way for a small time lure maker to make money to be successful on a financial sense? Um, okay, let me ask you this before I answer this. Small time, are we considering myself small? Because I still consider myself very small. Or are you saying somebody who's just making some jigs on the weekend or something like that? Uh, I'm talking about somebody like you that has has made a company, that has mm-hmm. made a brand, that is is producing, is their outreach is the country. Mm-hmm. It's not just the guy's on their local fishing tournaments. It's not their buddies. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm right. talking about somebody that, that at you at this point that has a brand that's national because mm-hmm. we can look at your TikTok. So you're national, but you, you're still small time, right? You're, you're not, right. you're not fucking strike King or zoom Correct. or anybody like that. Um, I'm going to say this for anybody who's ever wanted to do anything like this. There's literally no better time than now because of the power of social media and how you can get this national audience to come to you so easily. Now, um, you can, you can turn a profit on it. It is an intricate process. You kind of have to. There, there, there's a there's a flotation period when you start, you know, like I'm, I'm not really drawing any money from it, but everything you see here, there's a whole table over there. There's a shelf over here. I mean, everything here has been funded from my first $200 bulk supply order to make 30 jigs. Hmm. So it's just, it's really managing the money. Not whenever you sell a jig, turning around, buying another jig for somebody else, which I kind of like to do now. I buy from other people now, but really <laughs> well, I sold two jigs. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy a Shimano. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, you really gotta, you really gotta tuck it away and you really gotta take some leaps and you gotta trust in yourself. That's the hardest thing I figured out is because I wanted to do it all without getting like, Again, not trying to get businessy or anything. I wanted to do it all without trying to gain any debt by any means. I wanted to stay out of debt. I didn't want a credit card. But there came a point where I couldn't keep up because I was getting some shirts here. I because I was spending a few hundred bucks on shirts. I didn't have enough to buy enough jigs. I want. I'm like, okay, I got to. I got to get a card. I got to do something to where I can stretch a little farther than you know three weeks worth of supply of something. And I honestly think that's whenever it kind of flipped to where. I could stock something for more than two weeks. You know, I could go from making 15 of them to where I could make, you know, 20 to 30 of one color and not for a week straight and then have stock for a month to where people aren't like trying to buy, you know, trying to buy it and it's not there. Um, yeah. You, so you've, you've really got to take, you know, you, you got to figure out what's going to work. So I think that trial and error, error trial and error period at the beginning, whenever I was buying, you know, 
enough to make 10 green pumpkin, 10 PB and J, 10 black and blue to see that those would actually sell before I made the commitment to, you know, it's like, okay, this is a business. I'm going to have to assume a little bit of good debt to get inventory, to turn a profit in the long run. And the good thing is once you start seeing it sell, you get better pricing the, you know, the deeper you go on stuff. And so you can, you just got to, I, I think it's all about marketing yourself. And we've talked about that social media marketing yourself. People are buying because they trust me. And it is a little bit of the logo. I'll agree with that. I think I am biased. I think I do have a badass logo. That's branding. That's business savvy. Can I ask yeah. you two questions? Yeah. So especially when you're starting up your business and you're having to get these mm -hmm. jig molds and all, and t-shirts are a motherfucker when you're starting out mm -hmm. to try to even turn you're lucky if you make your money back. Have you reached that point where you have started you formed your own like LLC and you're going to be filing and then the second part of that is mm -hmm. regardless of it will you walk people through an average week with what you do with TikToks, family, work, family, TikToks, and then making this shit to give people yep. an idea. Let's not be like, oh, it's sunshine and rainbows. There's a fucking grind every day with it. Yeah. Um, to answer your question about the LLC, in January, whenever I wanted to do it, I had like $700 that I had to play with. Half of it went to buying inventory. The other half, I went to my tax lady. And I was like, I need an LLC. I want to call it Buzz and Bait Co. File it for me now, please. Came back. So I got the LLC right out of the gate because I wanted to have that done. I wanted it to be a business. And then, so it's been a business then all year. Um, super happy I got that out of the way beforehand. So, I, so I've got everything separate. All the money and everything here is in a business name. It's not in my personal name by any means. But a daily walkthrough, weekly walkthrough of Justin Breedlove, CEO, shipping manager, content producer, website <laughs> marketing, uh, <laughs> production manager. Yeah, I'm the only one doing this. My wife will kind of help, and that that's the key. I am married. I have two kids. Um, I've got a saint for a wife who is pushing me to do this more because once she's seeing the amount that I'm doing – Seeing my TikTok, seeing how people gravitate towards my stuff, she's pushing me harder than I push myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. So staying up until I th this is not an exaggeration when I say this Monday through Saturday, sometimes Sunday, seven days a week, I'm up in this basement until one, one thirty, two o'clock every night, tying stuff, making content, packing orders. Um, Shipping stuff, uh, getting email marketing ready, may, uh, I think I said editing content, tying stuff, because I do have a regular eight to five job that I work, you know, 40 hours a week at. I do have two kids. I've got a four year old and a one year old. So I come home, I play with them, hang out with the wife, watch TV, help her, you know, get them kids to bed. And then, you know, I look up and it's nine thirty, ten o'clock and it's like, Time to oh, go to shit. Work. I've got a business I got to try to run right now, and then I got to go do it all over again. Pack orders, make content, email marketing, update the website, update inventory, make sure I'm not sold out of something I've got listed. You know, reply to emails, reply to DMs, reply to comments on TikTok. And, you know, it is a like how you said on the TikTok, Instagram side, people watching. It's like, oh, this dude, he's got my dream job. He's just sitting in his basement tying jigs, making stupid yeah. videos. <laughs> And I'm like, no, no, that's not it. That's not it by any means. There's a lot behind it. 
Can I ask you another thing then? Absolutely. Hey, how, hey, Addison, how, hold on, hold on, sir. Addison. Don't ask if you can ask a fucking. <laughs> well, I didn't want to cut you off, Paul. Well, don't. But I did anyway. Cut me off. <laughs> I will chastise you, and then I'll let you proceed. But don't think when I ask you another question. Look, we talked about this while we were trying to before when all this shit happened in the green room. About being the Oprah question, and Oprah don't ever say, can I ask you a question? You just ask the fucking question, and he'll answer <laughs> Don't say, can I ask you a question? I'm just sorry. ask the question. I, you, you're wasting <laughs> If you're the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> Alex but. has never asked. Oh, my God. This, you know what? This is a... Thank God, Alex. You- <laughs> I think I'm doing all right here. I'm carrying... You're doing just fine. I'm fine no, he's, with he's doing I'm gonna ask just you a question. All right. He's Did doing do just wrong? barely enough that I don't put him back in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had started a side business about something you really didn't give that much of a shit about, like a cleaning company, mm-hmm. and you're not Howie Mandel, that's fucking manic OCD. Yep. You wouldn't be doing this as much, I don't feel. No. The love of fishing is what kind of binds it all together and keeps you going. Right, right. And I think the love of fishing, I do love to fish. And a lot of people don't know this. I haven't actually been into bass fishing. Like, you know, how you're saying it's a a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche is fishing. You know, I haven't been a bass fishing guy for very long, like four years is when I really got into bass fishing. So getting, you know, I make bass fishing lures and everything uh i really gravitate to the love of fishing because i grew up with my dad and my grandpa teaching me how to fish you know trolling rivers catching white bass in the spring cat fishing catching bluegill uh you know fishing under the lights crappie walleye stripers anything that about so having the love for it early on definitely is a fire to it because if i didn't care about what i was doing i was just trying to make money I can tell you the amount of money I've made so far would be enough to be like, you know what? I don't want to work this hard at it. This yeah. is something that I'm just, I, I see what it can be in like two years. And that's enough to be like, you know what? This is fun. I love fishing. I get to be in this, um, this crazy awesome community on TikTok. And, you know, I, uh, I think we said earlier about how Swindle, Gerald Swindle had my hat on. I think I, I would, saw that I would, before you did. I was. I think I reached yeah. out. I'm like, did you see fucking G-Man wearing your yeah. shit, man? <laughs> yeah. It, it, if I didn't have a love for bass fishing to want to create a brand and really push it, I would never have talked to G-Man. That would never have happened. I would have never talked to him. I would have never talked to half the people I know now who I, you know, I freak out when I, you know, they'll message me or they'll comment or like on something. It's kind of like my love of something on what I'll, always like to do is turning into like give me rewards you know a little bit financially and you know emotionally and i just love the every kind of like goal that i hit so yeah if i didn't if i didn't like fishing if i didn't like making this stuff if i didn't like the content i think that's a huge thing a very huge thing a lot of people don't like the content making aspect Mm -hmm. i've grown to like making content yeah and if i didn't like doing that I wouldn't have 36,000 followers in eight months, you know, so that, that there, you got to love almost every aspect of it. Some things it's a labor of love. You gotta, you know, you just got to kind of work through it, but 
I would say 80 to 90% of this, I love every aspect of it, hands down. Along with making money, you know, that's Mm -hmm. why people start businesses is is to make money. Mm -hmm. Is is part of what you do getting to be, is part of your your profit, part of your, your love of this is seeing people just catch fish. Yes, hands down. And and I'll I like to refer to this story. I, I said this on <clears throat> somebody else's podcast a couple months ago, where that love of seeing somebody catch something that I help them catch. You know, I'm helping people catch stuff by supplying them lures and baits and everything. Is two years ago at mine and my wife's old house, my oldest daughter was two and a half or three. There was a little catfish pond. The biggest catfish in there was like. A pound and a half, two pounds. Took a little dog demon out there. Yeah, absolutely. Took a little dog demon, threw a hot dog on a on just some random hook I found, and I threw it out there. Just, you know, we sat on the pond bank, and I seen that thing start flopping over. I set the hook on it, and I handed it to her. I'm like, here, you reel this mm-hmm. in. She sat there, fought it, you know. She's like, hey, you know, it's hey, you know. And I sat there, and I helped her, and we get it in. And she's the look on her face is like, what? in the absolute hell did we just pull out of this <laughs> pond of water this big whisker thing growling at her and then i pick it up and i'm like look it's a catfish this is your first fish you caught and she's looking at it and just that like amazement and awe and drawing her eye it was like that is awesome i just she's my daughter i'm a little biased but it's like i just <laughs> helped her pull her first weird mm-hmm. thing out of the water you know there's yeah. so many more of these you can go get bigger ones smaller ones funnier looking ones you know that, and that's that's where that love of helping people catch things, I think, really started from. Mm, that's awesome. Deep, deep, deep story there. <laughs> we see for. we see a lot of folks starting lure companies. They're, mm-hmm. they're poor plastics. They're tying jigs. They're do-it molds. You can create your, mold, your molds for ball heads and all this and that. Is is that is is this the small time bait maker market saturated yet, or is it just getting started? That's a really good question because on the TikTok side, I don't think it's quite saturated yet. I noticed on Instagram it is it is very yes. I don't, I don't know if I want to say saturated, but there's a shitload of people doing it. A that, shitload no, of people. No, no, that bitch is saturated. <laughs> it is, okay, it we, is okay. dripping. It is yeah. dripping. <laughs> and I and it's funny you ask that because I get people asking me every day. It's like, hey man, how did you do it? How 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 are you selling stuff? How do you have a wall of of inventory? How do you have how, how do you you know how are you doing all this shit? And I tell them, I'm like, it's tough. Like. You can't make a video a couple times a week. You can't make a green stick bait. You can't make just, you know, <laughs> some type of flipping bait. You can have that, but you got to make a lot of them. Make it interesting. anglers that buy bulk if you do that shit. It's yeah. about putting yourself out there. If, you, if you're shy and you want to make lures, mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to fucking make money. It, it will not work. It will not work. You have to put yourself out there. You have to do it in bulk to turn a profit on it the way you, you would want to. And like I tell everybody, I, and this is me being brutally honest, 
a, a ball jig is a ball jig. A stick bait is a stick bait. A craw is a craw. I mean, there's variations. You can modify them a little bit, especially craws and soft plastics. You can change profiles. You can change salt content, you know, plastic salt, everything like that. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, it's a plastic worm, and this is a wire tied jig that I make. So this all big 360 come back around to this is marketing, this is branding. Um, I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but it's kind of one of those things. It's like if you just have a name, it's your name and you're selling stuff, people aren't going to remember that. People remember the mountains because it's like, I've got one. Of, I've got a beer in the fridge that looks like that. What was that? And go look at it again. <laughs> so you, it's got to be eye-catching. you got to be interesting. And you can make some of the same stuff that is sold everywhere because there's a thousand different brands that's in Bass Pro and all your tackle shops. And then there's a 10,000 little guys trying to do it. So you just have to find the things to that will stick out and make you be remembered in somebody's mind. That That's all it is to it, in, in my opinion, is marketing and how do you stick out and leave a little pin in somebody's mind that you exist out there. I think some of it's also um, it's a war of attrition. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, the market might be saturated, but how long is this one guy going to stick around if he's not? Yeah. He had these grandiose ideas that he's going to be making fucking 100% profit in the second month, and he's not sold but two jigs. Yep. Uh, King Crew Adventures. Mm-hmm. Corn baits. And he mm-hmm. got fucking like 12 or 13 uh, bait molds. Just by buying them from people that thought that's what they wanted to do. Correct. And you're just getting it on the cheap. And he's been constantly growing and mm-hmm. just more and more baits. And I think a lot of it is if you're on TikTok and you give a guy a bass tip and then he goes out there and catches a fucking bass. Yeah. That's going to stick with him. Oh, that's that cool. He gave me that chatterbait tip. Mm-hmm. And then you're out there just exposing yourself not exposing yourself but you're out there putting yourself out there that, that's part of it you know and you're gonna start selling but you gotta stick with it and you gotta just yeah. outlast other fucking people that that and that is a huge point i'm glad you i'm glad you said that because it really is uh how long can you outlast somebody? Because how it, it literally to the T how you said someone sells, had they have a month, they sell two or three things. It's like, well, hell, it's never going to work. I'm done. You've got to know you're working harder than everybody else. And whenever I started this in January, made it a company, did everything, I put in my brain, it's like in my mind, I've got to work harder than every other brand on TikTok that I know. So I went and followed, you know, like, you know, all the major retailers and, you know, the people that had 20, 30,000 followers already. When I started, I'm like, when they do a video, I want to have to, if they're getting likes, I want likes. If they're replying to comments, I want comments. I will not be outworked by this because this is going to be the one thing that makes this grow is my effort to do it. It's not just going to happen overnight. I've got to play the long game and outlast some of these guys who are doing it. So So that was a great point. Was there ever anybody when you first kind of started dipping your toe into TikTok where you were like, this guy's doing this. I'm going to reach out and ask. Has there ever been anybody that kind of helped guide you through these landmines? And Because that's oh. what, anytime I've worked with somebody, like I've got three companies that do pro staff stuff, mm-hmm. and they're smaller companies, and I like it, but 
I'm always curious of like, hey, what are you doing? Like, what's up with this bait? How how are you making this? Can we do mm-hmm. something like this? I got questions and I'm trying to just learn because I'm I'm just a curious. Right. Um, I did ask for help along the way to certain people. Uh, game day lures I've talked to for a while now. Um, me and me and Austin, uh, I would say are pretty good friends. We text each other, you know, a couple times a week. Colt at game day, I've talked to him a lot. Um, I I do have more followers than him, but he's a manufacturer for a brand. He he's making baits for a living. I'm doing TikTok to make my living with the brand. You know, we've got a reverse role, so he's asking me TikTok advice sometimes. I'm asking him bait, you know, company advice, how he's doing everything. Um and then there was some some uh, I, I know I'm pretty sure I know who one of the companies you work for with because I've I've talked to them before. Uh, uh, no fish team, no fish. I've talked to them uh, in the past about certain things. Super cool people to talk to. Yeah, really. And, I love those guys. And there's also a lot of people who are kind of like a dick and they want to keep their opinions to themselves. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this guy, no, no secrets. Yeah, it's like we're not telling you. We can't have you doing good. And I try to be that breath of fresh air for it. So when people ask me questions, I want one hundred percent want to help people try to do it because I do know how hard it is. And if if my advice helps you do it for another month longer to try, and then something cool happens, that's cool with me. I don't care because I know in the back end, not to be cocky, I'm gonna be working harder than you in the long run. You know, making content, editing, you know, everything like that. And the whole aspect of everything going on in this giant circus I've got going on, I'm going to be doing a lot more and working harder than you. So I'm I'm more than fine with sharing advice to help people. And I I, I want to stress, I'm not trying to be cocky when I say that. It's just, it's it's a, something that I put in my mind. It's like, I want to be the best at it. I may not be a Zoom or a Strike King one day, but if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to half-ass it. I'm going to go, you know, all in, ball to the wall. And I'm going to try to kick ass and take name as long as I'm doing it. Yeah. I want to I go back to something you said earlier, Justin. Okay. You talked about studying the algorithm mm-hmm. and the hashtags. Mm-hmm. And now I'll say this. When I hear a lot of people on podcasts or social media talk about the fucking algorithm, the algorithm, the algorithm this, the algorithm that, I, I'm, I'm fairly confident in my assumption that these motherfuckers could not spell algorithm. <laughs> More or less understand the algorithm. Right. But you, uh, yeah. But you, on the other hand, say it, and I do think that you do understand it. But I would I would like for you to share how you you study and understand the algorithm and how you study and understand a hashtag and how you you put all that together to make your content mm-hmm. something that stays relevant on the platforms. The algorithm is always changing. It changes every 30, 60, 90 days. They change, they tweak something because they can't have one person doing super good and you know, they got to they they're tweaking it trying things all the time. So I'm a big YouTube Listener, I don't watch a lot of YouTube. I'll turn it on, just have it playing in the background. And there's certain people I follow about listening to how algorithms changing on YouTube Shorts, on Instagram, and on TikTok. And one of the things you can do is to go to uh, 
like the, the the search and just search you know bass fishing something bass fishing and you you start seeing a, a big wall drop down of uh you know like all these prefixes of videos that'll pop up then you tap on one and you see there's a bunch you know there's millions of views here there's millions of views here then you start seeing some hashtag it's like okay let's save that hashtag for later write it down somewhere and then you start figuring out certain uh certain trends so tiktok's a big trend in you know, platform. If you see a goofy trend, you have, you know, some, some kids dancing, something stupid, grab it and make it, uh, fishing related because just the, the viral hold up, trends. Hold up, hold up. I ain't seen you dancing a narrow time yet. Nope. I won't do it. My wife keeps asking me to do it and I won't do it. <laughs> you know, that's that's <laughs> a bullshit cop out. Go, or, did, okay. I, I really, but anyway. I meant to interrupt. <laughs> I meant to interrupt on purpose, yeah. but keep going. But uh, yeah, it's it's all about just. Well, I, I'm trying to say it without dragging it on. There, there's things you can study, like you can watch, find videos that are doing good and ha- that have hashtags to it, and see that. Because if you make a video and you type a hashtag, you can see that it's like this one's got 47 billion views. This mm-hmm. one's got 12 million. Well, the one F-Y-P, that's got 47 baby. billion. F-Y-P. Yeah, absolutely. And see, that's the thing. The algorithm has changed. This is this is coming from the noodle because I study this mm-hmm. stuff. They Hold just on. recently changed. Uh oh. All right, I'm looking. There you go. Take take them. Yeah. <laughs> they just recently changed. So like, I'm kind of doing a thing. If you go look at my videos, I'm using four hashtags right now because I'm trying something of something I read and, and watched somewhere. Do three on brand hashtags and one broad niche one. If that makes sense, so I've got like it's fish a talk, niche. bass fishing. Justin, it's a it's a niche, niche, niche. I will Damn fight it. you. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go out and edit every time you say niche, and I'm gonna have to uh-huh. beat that shit out. People are gonna think you're a degenerate cusser. I want to test a theory here. Now, is it crappy or crappie? Oh, it's 100 oh percent crappie. No, it's crappy. <sighs> It's one hundred percent crappie. Are you from Tennessee, Justin? Arkansas, North Northwest Arkansas. That's fucking. Oh my god, you don't even count. <laughs> you don't count. It's crappy. No, it's crappie. But hands down, <laughs> I will fight you about this. Look, this podcast started from a New Jersey guy, so they probably all mm-hmm. say crappie around here. I'm the one that brought some Southern lingo. Up into this bitch, so here we are. Representation matters, and, and we right, right. So on the hashtags, this is for yep. me, right? Yeah, I have tried to figure out on TikTok right now how to find trending hashtags. Mm-hmm. And used to you go to the discover button and mm-hmm. hit it, and it would show you. But when I do that shit, I don't see no trending hashtags. How do you find on TikTok especially? Mm-hmm. Those hashtags. Whose fucking kid is, is having a meltdown right now? That would be mine. That okay. would be my my wild look, ass child. Look, let me tell you something. My son's yeah. eight years old, and we're lucky he ain't having the same meltdown now. So yeah, got, I was hoping you, you couldn't hear that. <laughs> oh, oh no, this is passing bruised. We don't. Okay, care. okay. I'm just curious because I, my eight year old <laughs> just started just quit having those anyway. Yeah. Right. How do you on TikTok? If I want to go find what hashtags are trending to throw one of those off-brand hashtags in, where the fuck do I find it? Because I can't find it. <laughs> this is where you got got to get creative because go to the search now and like I'll type in 
bass fishing. And that's what I was saying. It's going to pop up like bass fishing videos, bass fishing, tips, bass fishing, lures, bass fishing, TikToks. And it's like you kind of search those things in just the search bar. And then you've got top accounts, pages, and then over to the right, there's hashtags. So you go to the hashtag ones and then you search kind of key words. And then you start seeing it's like bass fishing has 57 million views so far. And then it's like you go to bass fishing tips. There's like 280 million on that one. So like I like you just like I'll I'll keep notes and you know kind of remember it's like these are the four I want to use. Fish talks a big one. Bass fishing productions. Bass fishing basics. Uh, fish uh, fishing TikToks. Fishing tip. You know it's like little things like that. I've got instilled in my brain. It's like those are the ones I want to use right now because they're hot. That's that's too much fucking work. You know what? I'm just gonna <laughs> keep making my stupid ass fucking videos because look. We've talked about this before with Ramon Outdoors and a couple other people on this podcast about how they started a fishing page or a fishing social media mm-hmm. outside of their personal because their friends are like, I don't care about this fishing shit. Well, look, I don't give a fuck. I'm my shit has all of it in it. It right. has fishing, it has cooking, it has be it has all kinds of stupid bullshit. That's how I roll with it. So mm-hmm. you did, you only helped me realize I just need to keep doing what I'm doing because that's too much damn work. Keep the random <laughs> I've been copy- yeah. I wrote down in my notes a list of hashtags. Mm-hmm. I will copy. I ain't writing things. down. There you shit. go. Take them. I, I add Take a em. few pertaining video specific, like uh, mm-hmm. jigs, jig fishing, or crankbait bite, all that. Mm-hmm. But it's a fucking laundry list of hashtags. Maybe I should reevaluate. Right. But I'm not going to sit just, there for an hour trying to rack my brain to come up with damn hashtags. I'm just going to start start putting hashtag sex in all of mine, <laughs> and I know that that's probably one of the most viewed. And go from there. Yeah. Hashtag feet pics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That hashtag that hashtag my toes for f my toes fyp. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got some pretty toes, though. <laughs> I'm, just what I need I'm thinking about kind of cashing in on that market. We'll see. You never know. Hmm. Yeah. Justin, where where does Buzz and Bates, what is your vision? Are you, are you going to be a niche lure maker uh, for, the, for the common man that you have some potential pros that are using your stuff? Are you growing this to potentially maybe selling to, you know, Strike King or some mm-hmm. big company, or do you think that you could be somebody that that snuck into and created a whole new lure line that is nationwide? I don't know what the future holds. I don't. I don't. I don't see the end of it. So I don't like how you said selling to another brand or anything. Um, I want to keep it 100% direct to consumer. I'm open to doing wholesale. I am open to wholesale. So that's something I do want to start exploring once I can get more inventory. So I do want to mm-hmm. keep it like that. Um, if some big wig comes up to me and is like, Hey, we'll give you by half a million to buy your company. That would be hard to turn down. It, you know, I'd want to work with it, you know, cause this is my baby. I've built it from nothing. Mm-hmm. So I do want that. And, uh, so I do want to keep it definitely for the for the public. I don't I don't because I, I 
I'm not good at fishing. I like to fish. I'm not a pro. Mm-hmm. I want to make stuff for the common man, for you know anybody out there who wants to do it, and try to make bass fishing a place that's not intimidating or scary to get involved with because you don't know how to Carolina rig. You don't know how to do a Texas rig. You don't know how to do all this weird, you know, this, this crazy shit you've never heard of. So I, I definitely like that beginner aspect, uh, you know, keeping it simple. I don't want to keep it small because I want to make money from it, but keeping it more of like that small feeling to where I want to uh, just, yeah, like I said, just keep giving back to like the, you know, to the beginners, you know, because there's, if, if we're not getting kids and stuff involved in it, it'll eventually die. That's mm-hmm. my random thought. If we're not getting kids involved in it. So I love getting kids involved in fishing, which is kind of weird because I do have like a bigger logo kind of, you know, it's kind of <laughs> weird to get kids involved with it. With a bigger logo. In Europe, they drink. Okay. Right, right, right. But, okay. uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to get to a point where it's all about money by any means. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice when there's, money coming in all the time and everything but uh it, it it's not about money right now this is all about just doing it so i i'm not i ain't you you're not ever gonna catch me in here melting down my old plastics mm-hmm. or my own fucking you know plastic lures you're not gonna catch me over here i won't say this you're not not gonna not catch me pouring my lead heads and and hooks and shit Mm-hmm. Are you worried now? I am a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah let me let me go, let me run yeah, up there real quick. Check. I'll be right back. You're check. So Addison, yeah, you you are one of the best that I've seen on social media that answer people's question. Now this is again, I know everybody listen. We talked a lot about TikTok, but this is where this just at. Look, Alex told me a while ago before he left this last time. He said Instagram is dead. TikTok's where it's at. And during that time, he built the Bass and Brews TikTok to what it is right now. And I have probably ungrown that shit, but it doesn't matter. No. But he has, he has grown that. And we've seen some of our most loyal listeners come from TikTok. You, and we talked about this earlier about you answering questions and making videos. And you make a shitload of videos related to questions people ask. What, like, is have you gotten feedback on that? Do people say thank you for doing that? Have you gotten people that have responded back to that? Yes, because because to me, and I've already harped on this, but that's that's super cool shit to me. That is, I don't see it. I mean, it, it just kind of seems like it's a trend. You know, yeah, it, it's fucking pretty cool, and I've gotten people saying. Thank you for that tip. It was something that I just didn't really think was a big deal. And, uh, you know, hey, thanks for that chatterbait tip about, like, yo-yoing it up the bottom. Uh, I actually went out and caught fish. And I don't know, man. It's it's pretty crazy when somebody tells you, I've been fishing for this long, yet I had never caught a fish on a jig. And that video actually really helped me out a lot. Uh, It's kind of mind-blowing. And that's honestly the reason I like my following right now. And I don't really care about growing it to 30,000 or 40,000. I'm under 10,000 followers and that's a-okay with me because I'm doing something I enjoy. I'm making videos and uh, I'm able to respond to all of these people. 
uh, very easily. Whereas if I was making a video and it was getting a million views and 70,000 comments, there's no way in hell you could possibly keep up with that. So yeah, it's cool to grow your page, but I'm at a happy spot right now where I can have cool one-on-one conversations with people. I can go through what's working for me. And I never tell people, you got to do this. I'm saying, I went out here, I noticed this pattern. This is how I did it. This is what I'm using. And then people interact and I, I gauge off of that and feed off of that. And that's, that's rewarding because when you get to a hundred thousand or more, that kind of does seem to go away. And I noticed also the more popular your videos, a lot of people that aren't from fish talk community mm, come mm. In and flood it. And then it's, it just gets like mutated into something else. So I'm just enjoying where I am. And it's, it's really fucking awesome to be able to speak with people and say, Hey man, I caught a fish because of that shit right there. It's, yeah. it's fucking cool. Hands down. Okay, what I miss? So like, what I miss? No, no, Addison <laughs> rambling. Addison rambling about something I, about he made fishing tip videos on something he had never used before, and somebody I thought was G-Man had a fish in him. Three foot of water. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Justin, one of the things that I have that, and, and this is you know before we had this little hiatus. Mm-hmm. You'll never catch me pouring my own lures, doing that shit. I I buy lures. I don't right. make that shit. I don't do a lot of finagling with them. What how what makes your jig or Jim Bob's jig or Addison's jig or you know Harry Knuckles jigs? Mm-hmm. A, you know what makes a jig better or different, or is it just? the community that you build around that product and that brand? I think it's a little bit of all of that kind of combined. Um, definitely having a community who likes your branding and everything is nice to help push it and buy it and support it. But you got to have key features to make it kind of yours. So I, that's what I was kind of saying, how the, the soft plastic thing is oversaturated. You got to find ways to stick out, make key points about it. Because you can't you, you can't reinvent the wheel when it comes to a jig or, you know, soft plastic or anything a jig, like that. You know, a, jig, and the, and the, a jig is a jig, right? So mm-hmm. how do you make it different? How do you make it something that somebody goes, you know what, shit, I'm going to try this shit. And then mm-hmm. this is this I, is my jam. I make all, all of my stuff is 100% hand wire tied. So I use a 22 gauge um, wire to tie everything on. I use, you know, matching or color coordinated wires to it. So that's one of my big selling points is a lot of these bigger brands, even just to turn out jigs quicker, will use a rubber collar, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had, you know, you, you, Try to skip a jig, hit a pontoon, and that skirt comes off. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, a bass with short strike a buzz bait, boom, the skirt's gone. You you know, you'll lose a skirt from a jig here and there. So I I really like the wire tied. I'm friends and follow people who do like thread tying, and I'm sure that has its strengths and you know its pros and cons. But I don't I don't know nothing about it. I just really appreciate a wire tie jig because i know you know if i pull one of these right now and i pull it try to pull it from the head i'm probably gonna pop just the the rubber skirts off before 
the the wire actually slides down from the head. You know, I'll, I'll be ripping skirts. So that's kind of like my selling point to make it different than than everybody else. And then the the color combinations of the jigs, you know, the the color of the skirts you intertwine with everything to match the head. Um, again, I'm a little biased. I think I make one of the prettiest peanut butter and jelly jigs there is. It's because it's a darker peanut butter. It's a it's a or it's a darker brown. It's a purple with a silver flake in it, which gives a little sparkle. It's with a nice matching brown head. Um, and I use I use a uh, a copper colored wire that's not sticking out like a an aluminum colored wire where it's not like shiny in the middle of it. You know, I, I want it to match. I want that level of detail and quality to be there with the wire tied aspect of the jig so you you definitely got to find those things to make you stand out from everybody else but still be a quality product justin how do you peanut butter and jelly one do what shut up with fucking nutella that's some bullshit ass (laughs) nutella should be burnt no i have a healthy nutella addiction i will not take this slander i don't like it either how in the hell how the hell would you skinnier and be when you like Nutella? That's some bullshit right there. <laughs> how Justin, put it on Twitter? How how do you market colors to colorblind people? Whoa, whoa! Because whoa. let me tell you, I'm colorblind. I don't give a fuck about colors. Half the damn colors in a damn shit. You like? I'm just like, give me something black, give me something greenish, and give me mm-hmm. something. Give me something, you know, in a shad color. That's that's because I'm colorblind. I don't be fucking around with colors a bunch. I've got blacks, greens, blues, and whites. Mm-hmm. Can you okay, see the color green? <laughs> Am I colorblind? No, can you actually, can you see the color green? Can you distinguish that? All right. So, again, since I've been on this podcast, I have alluded to my colorblindness numerous I times. I knew that. Uh, colorblind does not mean predominantly it does not mean you can't see colors it means you can't distinguish certain colors when they're together take a topographical map of a forest that has hardwoods and pines in it in the the summer the fall the spring all those leaves are going to be different colors well you you will see all these stratifications of these beautiful colors so i'm told I just see like fucking brown and light brown. <laughs> like I can't, I have never, I have never really had an opportunity to enjoy the North Carolina fall mountain leaf colors. Cause the bitches are either green, brown or orange. Like I don't hmm. get to see all that shit in it, but that was a rhetorical question because you really, <laughs> you really can't, I, I had an answer. I, I got an okay. answer for you now. Tell me your answer then, damn it. Okay. You, it, for the sure enough colorblind, you're not picking it out. Does, it, does this logo stick out more than Strike King, Zoom, someone else? Not not to me, no. Okay. Because you got okay. dark on a gray. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, see, yeah, that sticks out okay. beautifully. Okay, so that's the eye catching aspect to where how I said you got to have something that'll be like a, a pin in somebody's head later on. It's because they've seen them mountains, that logo, and they'll see it 
at a gas station in a beer store somewhere like that, and they'll remember me. Hopefully, come back, watch a video, see me be an idiot somewhere. Be like, oh, <laughs> this guy makes jigs. Cool. I might try something like that. So that's everything I do. I I take it as a marketing aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that that's how I would answer to the to the the visually impaired. Do you make custom jigs where somebody calls you up and they's like, I need a black jig with two strands of yellow, four strands of blue, and a strand of, of white? Like, do you make shit? Because there are people that believe the, the number of strands in that jig makes a difference. Do you make custom stuff like that? Or is you have your colors, this is what you get when you order? If somebody that I knew called me and said they needed it and they needed X amount of them. You know, they were going to buy so many of them Mm. depending who it was not picking favorites or anything. I would consider it because trying to keep all this in stock all month long is a chore in itself. And then having to juggle, trying to make two or three extra five or six, 10, 12, whatever extra jigs, buzz baits, whatever for someone in particular I don't. I, I can't guarantee when I'd get done with it, and that's the thing that bothers me. If someone's gonna give me money for something, I want it in a in a box, in mm. a package, and in the mail yeah. at the latest tomorrow. Because I, if they're giving me money, I want them to have what they paid me for. So if someone asks for something like that, it's like I don't want to turn them down, but it's kind of like the things like I don't know when I can get to it, so I don't want you to give me money for it. If I knew I had time right now, I would probably try to make something for you. So that I'm I'm just kind of weird like that. And there's got to be when you get those custom orders like that, where they want you know certain strand numbers of mm-hmm. colors. There's got to be a lot more waste involved with with the silicone and rubber you're using. Correct, too, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. once, you, you, once could, you snip it, it's just done. You can't. Right. Right. Unless, unless, you can't unless, reuse it. Right. Unless somebody else wants something weird, where they want like the leftover four strands of something I can repurpose. Yeah. Whenever you start cutting stuff in half, you got to. Like if I've got a I've got a couple that I'll rip a skirt tab in half, but whenever I'm buying the stuff to make it, I know that if there's X amount of skirts in a bag and I'm gonna rip them in half and double my supply of it, I can make mm. X amount of them. Whenever it's, whenever it's a custom thing, it's all over the place, you know. Are you pouring your own jig heads? Uh, no, I'm not. And I've told a lot of people this, and I I was almost leery whenever I first started telling people that. Whenever I started kind of getting into like the 20, 25, 30,000 followers, you know, people are like, hey, how are you pouring all your heads so quick? And because uh, a lot of people are like on the bait making TikTok side, it's like you got to you got to pour them. You got to paint them. You got to put the wire keepers in them. You got to do everything. It's like, well, yeah, anyway, like a hundred thousand, hundred thousand hour <laughs> a week job. I mean, geez. right. You're not right. striking. So, absolutely. It's me. And I got to do it all. So in January, when I started the LLC and I did it, I found a manufacturer and I bought some heads from them. I tried them out. I had some buddies try them out to make sure they wouldn't just chip the second they hit the water, that they're quality heads. They're good must-add hooks. The the uh, the uh, brush guard, they're high quality. You know, they're not just super soft. They're not, you know, you know as hard as a piece of wood. So I, I, there was a little bit of trial and error whenever I was finding those. But I was alleviating the growing pains from day one because I knew if I was pouring my own heads, painting them all, if I got to the point I am now, 
I'd have no time. I would have zero time mm-hmm. to do anything because I would be Probably having the whole stuff. manufacturing process, you know? Yeah. yeah. I want to ask people that are thinking of this and going, oh, fuck, he doesn't pour his own heads. <laughs> do, you, do you buy crankbaits or jerk mm-hmm. baits from people that paint them? Yeah, they don't make the fucking baits either. They get them in blanks and then they paint them mm-hmm. up. Not really. Or, correct. Or, or you send them the shit that you already bought and they sand them down and then paint them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, that's the I'll, thing. But that's, that's you know, I guess that's a whole different thing with custom, with custom lure making in general. But, you know, all, all the stuff that we've talked about tonight really has been geared towards building that social media presence. That's from lure making. That's from anglers trying to, to get product or sponsorships or you know, whatever it is people are trying to do. And I think we've encompassed a lot of great stuff, mainly focused toward TikTok because mm-hmm. y'all two are really good at TikTok and what you've done there. And as Alex has said before, TikTok is where it's at right now. And, mm-hmm. and he's right. It took me a while to catch on. And he's and he's right with that, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. It's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. You're going to your local tournaments at the ramp at weigh-in, selling your shit. It's all about the branding and marketing of who you are and what your product's about. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to come off as a scumbag. Too late. Hit, hit, yeah. <laughs> Here, let me rephrase that. When, when you when, hold up, when you <laughs> lead with, when you lead with, I don't want to come off as a scumbag. Right away, everybody here, every I guarantee you, when you said that, everybody listening to this podcast goes, "That motherfucker's a scumbag." <laughs> I got a brief to tell you in New York, but now here's the thing: How can you set up yourself apart from other guys that are making baits? I feel like, honestly, at the end of the day, your market is fishermen. We always need baits. Anglers, right? yes. Anglers, fisher person. I hate that word. That's too clunky. We're all <laughs> we ain't, we ain't huntermen. We ain't hunter people. They're hunters. Everybody's a hunter. Female, male, no matter. Kids, they hunters. We anglers. Damn it. <laughs> Look, I trained. It took me. It took me four months to train Alex, and that motherfucker left. <laughs> And now I got Addison over here, and this is the only time I get to train him. Hey, sorry, I am not. I'm gonna have to interrupted you, but go ahead. I just feel like you know, when it comes to to baits, people are gonna buy baits regardless. Now, whether they buy them from a big box company and a big name, or they buy it from a smaller person such as yourself, or look at Mm -hmm. Jarvik. They want to fucking root for people and help be a part of this mm. thing growing. That is a major thing. And you can't tell me it isn't because I'm going to spend money over here or I'm going to see a guy that just took every fucking gamble in the book and got his shot mm-hmm. and put everything he had into making a company like Jaw Tech or Buzz and Bates. I'm going to fucking mm-hmm. root for him. I'm going to give my money to him every time before I go out. And by the Bass Pro Tournament Series, whatever. I'm going to get that salt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get that KO shad, that punch shad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what I'm going to do. 
That's that's Absolutely. a great point there. That's a great point there that when when you sell somebody a lure, and we, we talked about this a couple of times, but you sell somebody a lure and they catch a fish with it, and you you get that and you promote it on your channel, you promote it on your social media, they now have a personal connection where they like they they not only trust you, they trust the product that you make. That that's a catalyst for small mm-hmm. bait makers to be able to, to grow that, let's say at the cult following, because bait maker, you're small. Yeah. They're small. Right. That cult following where people are like, this is the shit. Then they tell their friends and their friends catch one. And then they post it and you see it, or they message you and you repost it. Like they, everybody wants to feel loved. Everybody wants to feel included. And so mm-hmm. when you're able to say their name, and show their catch. Um, just, just be be a part of what their success on social media that drives that drives people to be loyal to your brand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and how how Addison you said there's that there is that turning of the tides where people want to support the little guy. They want to be a yes. part of the yes. rising of the people yep. taking chances. Yep. That is very true because I've done polls before on Instagram and TikTok. It's like, would you rather buy from some guy who's just making jigs in his garage or would you rather go buy some big box store at Walmart? And it's all like, I, I started really seeing, it was like 60, 40, 70, 30. It's like, let's buy from the little guy because one, He's putting a lot of time into it. So you're, you know, the, the old classic saying is like, you're helping, you know, a dad pay for dance lessons. You're not buying a CEO, another beach house, you know, no. you're, you're, you're definitely helping a little guy, but it's also, it's like this guy fishes. He likes to fish. So he understands the colors that he's putting together, work on his home lake. It'll probably work on your lake, your body of water. So the, the time and effort and the passion that goes into it, the quality is normally just as good, if not better. You know, yeah. then some of the yeah. big the, the the big box store stuff. So paying, you know, Jawtech, Joe Schmo, me, whoever, an extra maybe fifty cents to a dollar. Sometimes we're cheaper than box stores on some things as well. And so, you know, doing that, there there definitely is that tide shift coming through social media for sure. And if yeah, I, can, I don't care if I have to pay a dollar or two extra, man. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I see you and I know you're putting money into this business. And I like you. I've seen your videos. That shit like connects mm-hmm. your brain, and you're—I don't give a fuck if I'm paying that extra little bit of money. Oh, I'm right. shipping. I'm gonna go to Bass Pro, and they're not gonna have this fucking color on the shelf mm-hmm. anyway. Because Carrie, you're slacking, Bass Pro. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you right now. Sorry. <laughs> don't know what came yeah. over me. There, there's something to say about if something goes wrong, they can message you. Mm-hmm. They get you. Right. There's also there's also a lot to say that if uh, Big Jim Bob's Baits is the biggest bait maker in the country, and you send them pictures of all your five plus pound fish, they never make it to their social media. Nope. But they send you a six pound fish, and you you make a video, you make a post, you recognize mm-hmm. them. People love the recognition. They, they, mm-hmm. it, it is that uh, endorphin rush of somebody yeah. that they, they, you know, not somebody or some company that they look up to, that they're proud to use their lures, 
and then they get that recognition, there's that endorphin rush of of this, they 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 posted me, they talked to me. Mm-hmm. We all get it. And yeah, lottery all the way. When I worked with Team No Fish, I think it was about a month in, and I was on their website from fish that I caught using their whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was using one of their cheddar baits, and next thing you know, it's like, hey, we're going to showcase you on here. Are you going to do that with Strike King? You're probably not going to wind up on Strike King. I'm not bad mouthing Strike King, but right. there's a support. It's a a give and take, and that's. Mm-hmm. Another thing, people want to rush out and just get a pro staff with any fucking body they can to save a buck. Find the places that you like and that you mm-hmm. are willing to support regardless, and then you might get lucky, and they'll invest in you too. Absolutely, yeah. And and how you, how you said if someone emails me, they message you know my platform. I don't have a bunch of people working in a marketing office that's just going to you know give a blanket response. I'm replying to DMs, buzzandbaitco at gmail.com. That's my direct email. You know everything like that. Whoa, whoa, so yeah, the, ahead. you gonna have time for it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So yeah, I, it's it's definitely a direct uh, correlation from me through all my outlet sources of everything. If you're talking to Buzzbait, you're talking to me. If you know, and how you said, I I encourage everybody, everybody. If you catch a dink, if you catch a, if you catch the biggest stick in the lake off one of my jigs, by God, I'll probably repost that too, because that's kind of cool. <laughs> you, know, you brought in an eight pound log, you know? Yep. <laughs> so look I, how, I encourage look everybody. Look how strong this hook is. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you got to tag the line maker in that too. Do what? You got to tag the line maker too. Pull oh yeah. Eight pound logs. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's a damn good line. But yeah. There's just that that respect of, you know, someone paid me for a product and they send me a picture. It's the least I can do to turn around and put it on an Instagram and a TikTok or anything like that. That's how I feel about it, you know. Where where does the small time bake making industry go in the next five years? Where does it go? Uh does it grow or does it fade out in the next five years? I think there's going to be a lot of, I want to say I'll include myself into this, but I will definitely say like Jawtech people who are, you know, uh, I, I can name off a handful of people, but you know, people bigger than me who are trying, who are working at this, I see them reaching this to where this is a, 100% livable company, you know, you, you've got hired employees because how to 360s back around to how social media is changing the game for the average man to get involved and make money from the bass fishing side. You can have, I, I see like the lower level tournaments, like some of the BFLs and the FLWs, mm-hmm. like the entry level stuff. Those start being a little more money in, inclusive mm-hmm. or, you know, money paying out to people because this is a growing, involving uh, uh, sport and just like community of people. So I think the more, the, the longer it goes and you get more people involved, more people buying boats and everything getting into this, the small guys are going to get the marketing opportunities, getting on jerseys and everything. So, all right, you just, you put a thought in my head. So do we see some of the small time mid-level bait makers Mm -hmm. start to be main sponsors for these BFLs 
in these big local tournaments, like in Texas where people mm-hmm. are fishing for $30,000, do you see where maybe they they now, instead of them having patches on their jerseys for shit that mm-hmm. they like, now they've got sponsorships from these small and mid-level bait makers who are then goes mm-hmm. back. Maybe the pie just got a little bit bigger Mm-hmm. Because the small and mid-level guys are giving money to these semi-professional and these you know, these local guys, right? I really do. Yeah. I really do. Because look, go just go back. What was it? Five, six, seven years ago? Like it was the Bassmaster Elites and like the Opens, and then the the this thing called Major League Fishing came out and about. Well, it was FLWF five, six, right. seven years ago. Right. Okay, yeah. So you, you start seeing the birth of these new things, and now there's the NPFL, you know, a little different take on, you know, how they do like the cut lines and everything. So there's there's more and more fields growing. There's more and more like high school teams being created. There's college yeah. teams that are paying oh, out. Yeah. Like Johnny Morris's, yeah, kayak, absolutely, kayaking's a huge Definitely one. Johnny kayak. Morris just did the the amateur tournament last year to where, you know, if you if you had ever won more than a hundred grand or a boat or anything, you couldn't be in the tournament. All you had to do is own a, a you know one of his boats that he owned to be in the tournament. And didn't, so the, you're didn't seeing, the guys won that won a million dollars? Didn't they? Didn't it? Two kids yeah, yeah, a million dollars. Yeah, the they were. Yeah. I think they were from uh, Auburn University. Uh, uh-huh. Is where they're from. So yeah, you're you're getting the the average man and you know the average company, the smaller guy, the smaller company, more involved, more willing to take that investment to bet on somebody he's worked with, somebody he's seen on social media, who's like he just got a spot somewhere. Let me throw him, you know, thirty forty jigs to go run a season on. You know, put my logo on your boat. You win a tournament cool, you just won a tournament, you won a lot of money, but here I am, I'm getting the publicity of you just won all this money, and it's like, did he do it on a boat bait jig? I don't know, but it's on his shirt, it's on his boat, it's on the back of his truck. So mm-hmm. I really, it's on his kayak, it's on, you know, there, there's there's so many more avenues now for the the little guy who's going to work at it to really take off and get the, the the marketing piece of the pie of all of it to to really get out there. And for the anglers, it's an opportunity to actually get some either some money and mm-hmm. or product. Now that you have these the, the smaller bait companies that have that opportunity to sponsor you, so instead of you trying to reach out to Strike King or, or yep. Zoom or somebody like that, and they're not they're not going to sponsor you because you only fish you know the BFLs or you only fish the local tournaments. Whereas people reach out to you and they're a stick in their local tournament arena. There's, you know, now they're getting product, they're getting money. You know, there's, there's that whole different level. It's the, the mid to lower level sponsorships that are, that potentially could come about that help fund their fishing. And then in turn, when they win a tournament, they're talking about buzz and baits lures, Mm -hmm. you know, Jim Bob's, Jim Bob's jigs or whatever it is. Absolutely. It's a, it's a a big snowball effect. Yes, it is. That is that. I think the the mid level and lower level stuff all starts to incorporate with the mid level and, and low level small bait makers. That, that, yep. God, yeah, that's a good point. It starts yeah. going up. It's it looks good on the horizon. Yeah, it really does. Kayak trails are getting better. You talked with Vinny the other week that does Queen City, and they have boat they have payouts that rival boat competitions in the area. 
Well, their first place finishes all of this year were guaranteed. Yes. Guaranteed. First place guaranteed 2000 There could be five people in that tournament. They're guaranteed wow. payouts, $2,000 for first and $1,500 for second. Wow. Now, they average 125 So those mm-hmm. payouts are a lot higher than that. But the guaranteed were 2000 and $1,500 for first and second. And does, he doesn't have to do a side pot to get, like, biggest bass or anything like that. That's just included you're not having to pay in a side pot but if you yeah, are in the tournament always pay in the side pot hey here's a good example oh, yeah here's a yeah. great example with queen city so queen city doesn't do a big bass side pot the big bass wins a free entry into a you know a upcoming tournament they That's do a, a good small, idea they do a small bass a small bass side pot which is pretty cool because one of the guys, one of the guys that we had on here, hands on adventures, AAK, uh, hand job adventures. He, <laughs> he, Damn. he pretty much, he pretty much paid for all of his tournament entries in one money off of the small bass, the small <laughs> bass side pot. But here's a good example. So Queen City had a tournament here at Jordan and Falls in Raleigh, and. I I always enter in everything. Well, they had a, a a side pot, elite side pot. You had to be a member of Queen City, and it's a seventy five dollar side pot that you put in for it. So I'm like, well, hell yeah, I don't not put in for it. Plus, it's on Jordan. I'm thinking, you know, I got a good shot at winning. I didn't because catch fucking one more fish. But anyway, different story. <laughs> so I end up with end up being a shitty tournament because I could catch fourth fish, and I had some good fish on the board. And I'm tired as hell. I ain't slept in like two days. I go to bed. I wake up next morning and I see a text. I see messages from Benny. Hey, hop on, hop on. I'm like, shit, dude, I was asleep. And then I bring up Facebook just to go fart around on there, look at my reels, and I see some notifications. So I click on the notifications, like three or four with my name tagged in Queen City. I be damned. I finished 15th. I won the Elite Sidepot. Nice. 14, 14 people that finished above me did not put in for that shit. And I won, I won that because I put in for it. But uh, that's that's the thing about the side pots. It's interesting, you know. I always put hmm. in for all that shit. Usually it's five dollar big bass and then the entry fee. That's yeah, what you right. My wife my wife was like, How much was this tournament? I was like, it was like $145. So you told me it was like $65. <laughs> I did this other side pot, but I won. I won. I, I yeah. doubled our. I doubled my money. I doubled our money, and she's like, "Oh my god, you didn't tell me it was that much. You told me something else." I was like, "I won twice that. <laughs> <laughs> Over twice that." Oh, Harry. Side side note: If I randomly disappear, I'm going to ride this thing out. If I randomly disappear, my phone just popped up and said I'm at ten percent. So if I randomly just black out and go somewhere, that's what happened. I, it's not because I hate y'all or anything. <laughs> I'm just going to ride this out until my phone dies. Okay, well, let's get at the end of the questions. All right, so this is okay. this is a good time to write. How the hell you ain't got no damn phone charger down there in the bait making room? There's we whenever we remodeled this house, I put two outlets down here because there was none, and they're like. 20 foot over there on that wall. <laughs> okay. All right. We're at the Bass and Bru- we're at the point of Bass and Brews where I have to pull up my Bass and Brews podcast don't fuck up list. This is the shit Alex sent me the first time he went off, and I still have to bring it up to ask these questions. <laughs> now, Justin, these questions, these questions are the most important part of the whole podcast. 
We're okay. going to chastise you the best we can since you're limited on time. But what we're going to do, well, I say we, I am going to ask you questions. There's no thinking, no thought. You just have to answer that bitch, all right? Right. Okay, There's just, no, just, just, it's, just it's, off the cuff. It's, it's, it's the shotgun round. It is the okay. shotgun round. You have to answer it. They're loaded questions. They're not going to be easy. They're, but mm-hmm. you just have to answer that bitch, all right? The first one. All right. Croc, crocs or flops? Crocs. My man, my man, pineapple <laughs> on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Yes, Ooh. thank you. Ooh, golly, yep. we can, yes, your phone's so about to die, so we can't chastise <laughs> you. That's a fucked up answer. You know what? That's an Arkansas answer if I ever heard one. Yes, it is. Spin more on a rod or reel? Reel. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a real guy. I'm I'm a real guy because uh, I, I've caught plenty of fish on a thirty dollar ugly stick, you know, from Walmart. <laughs> but but if if you get if you get a you know something with better bearings and a better gear ratio, and you spend you know a hundred, hundred twenty, hundred thirty bucks on a reel, I think you'll have a better user experience than spending a hundred bucks on a rod. You know, if you if you're strapped on a budget, you know what I mean. Hey, look, when it comes to buying casting reels. Buy in in your learning. Buy better fucking reel. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna hate life. Yeah, yeah. you got a lot of grief coming your way. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck the Don't rod. Get a five hundred dollar one, but fuck the rod. Yeah, spend a spend a hundred fifty spend hundred fifty dollars on a good reel, and your life yep. will be much happier fishing. In yep. a three hour session, do you want to catch five two pounders or one seven pounder? Point seven pounder. Hell That's yes, scary. exactly. Every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wacky rig or Texas rig? Texas rig. <laughs> power. Give me that power. Slow yeah. jams or hype music? Uh, slow jams. Oh, slow no jams. Shit. Yeah. Like just slow jam country that, or right. we, we some slow jams like Keith Sweat? Uh... Country, country. I uh, I do watch some hot stuff, but the slower stuff, like uh, I don't know if y'all big Tyler Childers guy, like his new album that came out. Yeah. That's kind of a slow kind of gospel kind of vibe. That that's badass. I that's love that. Rejuvenated. I was yeah. Say Culture Wall too. Yes, like, absolutely. Back into listening to the country was Culture Wall. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't give a fuck about music. I listen to that shit. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> sings it. I don't know none of that shit. I just listen to it. All right, have you ever eaten beaver? No. Oh my god, you live in Arkansas, man. Y'all got tons of beaver. Uh, you're not wrong, but I've never eaten one. Uh, I've eaten a lot. I've eaten turtle a handful of times, but no beaver. Good. Well, turtle ain't got no fucking fur. Yeah. I had beaver on a, a crankbait the other week, and I thought I was going to have to eat his ass. Luckily, that opened out. All right. Do you eat largemouth bass? No. That's sometimes. a damn shame. Okay. Sometimes. No or sometimes? I have. I have. I have. Um, but do you okay. eat it on purpose? When I Would have, you ever yes. go catch a limit of small uh, of largemouth bass, bring it home, clean it, fry it up, and eat it because it's delicious? No, and that's because I would rather keep uh, Kentuckys or Spots, whatever you want to call them, uh, because Bull Shoals, my home lake, there are – 47 million 12 inch Kentuckys and you end up catching five of them and I'll take them home 
and I'll eat them, and I'll let the largemouth grow. I'm not well, opposed this... to eating them. I'm not opposed to eating them. I've eaten them. I've eaten smallmouth. I've eaten Kentuckys. I'm not opposed. I just I'll keep the Kentuckys. Look, this is Bass and Brews. We ain't getting scientific. Kentuckys <laughs> and that's fucking that's a largemouth bass. So okay, yes, okay, then eat, yes, yes, okay, okay, yeah. All right, <laughs> Alex Rudd, underrated or overrated? Underrated, underrated. And that's We've just because people, he, his beard. Yeah, yeah, his beard is <laughs> glorious. It's glorious. We only asked yep. that question because when I can't remember what the fuck happened, he told Alex when he's like, you know what? I wish somebody would. I, you know, I wonder what people think about me. So we started asking that fucking question. <laughs> and we've had people say overrated, and then really? we've had quite a few people say, I didn't know who Alex Rudd to uh, listen to Bass and Brews. I was like, that shit makes my heart melt. Mm-hmm. Because he is like five, 50 million times more famouser than we are, and we got him actual listens. So that means that we have done our job to give him a right. listener. All right, this is the most important part. This is the most important question that we okay. will ask on Brass and on Bass and Brews. And if you fuck this up, you you have you have you have just done yourself a disservice. Okay, what are your top three sandwich proteins? Same as proteins. Uh, can, can I just say any meats? Any of them? Any any, any of the proteins? What are your top three sandwich proteins? I don't know how to make that fucking question no more clear. <laughs> Turkey, roast beef, salami. All safe questions. We didn't get cheese or spinach, which we have gotten on that answer before previously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all safe questions. All right, Addison, you got anything else before he uh, shouts out his people? <laughs> I just I'm shocked that nobody ever says baloney. We've had people uh, say baloney. I said baloney. I'm like the only motherfucker that's ever said. Mm-hmm. We've, had, we've had some people say baloney, but I won't look. I don't want to buy the baloney at the store that's pre-cut. I want to buy the hunk of baloney, and I want to cut that bitch about two and a half inches thick, <laughs> and I'm gonna blacken it on both sides. Yeah, and then I'm gonna add two pieces of cheese on each side and some bacon. And that's why I'm a fat ass. Do you hit it with the mustard too? <laughs> oh fuck yeah, spicy mustard yeah, you too. Got spicy right. is just Not no regular bu- bum ass. I ain't, I ain't a peasant. I ain't eating no regular ass yellow mustard. <laughs> it's got to be spicy. No peasant shit around here. All right, uh, Justin, holler out, holler out. You know your company where we can find you. Any other affiliations you have, people you work with, sponsors you might have. Mm-hmm. Anybody else you want to holler at and thank? Uh, buzz and bait first and foremost hoodies brand new hoodies got hats seven different colors beanies uh lots of t-shirts lots of baits hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up it's a fucking toboggan it ain't a beanie it's a fucking toboggan no it's a beanie it's a a i've I've never heard of a toboggan (laughs) but uh i guess it's a toboggan Okay, whatever. Toboggan. I, we've got we've got toboggans. <laughs> <laughs> the the fuzzy things that sit on your head that's not a, a build hat. How about that? <laughs> How about your wife? Not your okay. Anyway, <laughs> 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 oh, anyway go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway, lo, lo, lots of not yours specifically, just in general. Right. Wives. Right. Absolutely. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> lots of hats, lots of stickers. We're doing putting stickers in every order right now. 
lots of baits you can see jaw tech um all my socials have a link in it make it easy if you're people who listen on a computer and you don't want to go to one of my profiles for a link it's just buzzingbaitco.com you can find it all there jaw tech all my baits everything like that um i am actually a new uh content creator for proficiency um the uh, rod and reel company uh they're they're pretty local to me and i'm starting to work with them they actually got a real giveaway going on i don't know if i could drop that or not but they're they're oh, giving away yeah. one of their drop, drop anything you want to drop they're the they're giving away anything okay hell yeah we're dropping the spicy link uh <laughs> we uh <laughs> <laughs> that's you make your that's your that's your real job you were talking about. We know. absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> but yeah, proficiency. They're giving away a P fourteen or a P four thirteen bait casting reel. Uh, I think at the end of next week, all you got to do is go like one of their last Instagram posts and comment. People unlimited entries, as many people as you want to comment. You just got to be following them. So that and that's a badass reel to get. Um, I actually have one. I've made some videos on it, but. That's all my shout outs. I don't got a whole lot. It's me, proficiency. Go when you a real. Go watch your stuff. Go like me. Follow me. Like me. Say I'm an idiot. I don't care. You know, I'm simple. Uh, one last thing. How do you, you spell buzzing bait? How do you spell that if you're typing it in a browser? Uh, if you're spelling it, it is B U Z Z N B A I T C O dot com. So it's just uh, buzzing bait for the watchers. Buzzingbaitco.com. Easy. Hey, Alex, I, I hope to God Alex is the one doing the social media promotion for this shit right here because it'll get sent out and in, in a very professional way. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he's going to do it. I'm going to make his ass do it because I ain't I ain't do, posting another damn podcast anymore. <laughs> he's doing that shit. I ain't waking up at 5 o'clock. Yep. Friday morning, supposed to have the podcast out five minutes ago. That shit ain't happening. All right, Addison, anybody you want to holler out, dog? Absolutely, man. Uh, shout out to Hookset Hoodlums, uh, Cobles Hook. Custom Hook. Lures. Damn right. Cobles <laughs> Custom Lures, Team No Fish Tackle, and Hemi Baits, baby. Go get you some. Hello. Look, guys, this is Bass and Brews Podcast. Thank y'all for listening to the end. I know every single person that started has made it this far. We are your weekly distraction from quality podcast content. Hooks at Hoodlums, check them out. As Addison said, they're in the top right-hand corner. As I look on this screen, I'm not sure what the hell they look like on your yeah, screen. Shirt, baby. But we are here. Yeah. We are about to be out and look forward to next week. When the smokiest voice in podcast land is back on Bass and Brews, Mr. Alex Casanawaga, whatever, how the fuck you pronounce his last name. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know, stupid ass last name. I love him. <laughs> I God he's back. We are here. Look, y'all hang on in the background. Hell.